0: I think art is that which we are sort of compelled to do. Art is whatever you need it to be. Art is part of human nature. Art is a thing we can't explain with words. Art is an invitation. Art is an expression of our human nature. Art is political. Art is resistance. Art is compulsory catharsis. Art is creative imagination. Art is intangible. Art is expressing one's soul. Art is the point. Art is the point. Art is
1: the point. Art is the point. Art is the point. Thanks for tuning in to kwva news arts and culture
0: you're listening to university of oregon's one and only campus radio station kwva eugene 88 point wonderful happy week 10 to all of you miserable college students out there i hope finals week won't put you through the ringer and hopefully you're not like me and you don't have a final on Friday of finals week. I guess it doesn't really matter since I need to be here for graduation the following weekend, but I still wish I'd have to wait until Friday to take that final. I might forget everything by then. Anyway, for arts and culture this week, I have an all-new Lounge with Lex coming up on which she talks about Roseanne Barr and some more celebrity breakups. Then we have a rerun from Generation Radio. Don't touch that dial. This is arts and culture.
1: You are listening to KWVA Eugene, my name is Alexis, and this is Lounge with Lex, which is my show where we sit back, relax, and talk about some of the latest things going on in the world of entertainment news, and this is actually going to be the last Lounge with Lex for the school year, which is so crazy to me, it has gone by so fast, I cannot believe that we are in week 10, I feel like in every show that we've hit a milestone, whether it was Christmas break, spring break, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that we're here, and now we're at the end of the school year, and I really, really can't believe that we're here. It's so crazy to me, but I just wanted to say really quick before we get into the topics that thank you to anyone who has tuned in and listened to my show, who has listened to any arts and culture pieces. It is such an amazing team to be a part of. I am so thankful that I've been able to come in here and been given a platform to talk about something that I genuinely have interest in. I've had the best time coming in here and making these different shows. It's sort of things that, you know, I like to say, well, it's something that you talk about with your friends in your room. And so to get a platform to be able to come in here and talk to a bunch. Bunch of different people about things going on in the entertainment world it has been so much fun and so thank you to kwva news team it has been an amazing time and lounge with lex will be back next year so something to look forward to and that is the end of my little rant so let's get into the topics for this week starting with miss roseanne Barr. boy has she had a week so this has to be the biggest story going on right now i feel like this story has crossed all realms it has crossed the entertainment world it has crossed the political world so we're just going to go ahead and talk about it. Basically, what happened was Roseanne Barr, who was the star of The Roseanne Show back in the late 80s, early 90s. I believe even into the early 2000s, there were a few different little spin-off things that they did. She was the star of the show. It was very popular. It was kind of like a middle America family. They were very comedic. It was funny. It was relatable. It was great. Growing up, I had seen reruns of the show, and I thought it was really funny. If it was on, it was something that I'd click the TV to watch. Well, fast forward to this past year there was a reboot done of the show and people were loving it it was on ABC it was a huge hit it was their best show that they've had they were expected to make about 45 million in revenue in ads for the show which is really really high for ABC the show was doing great however if you know Roseanne you know that she is very problematic in the things that she tweets outside of the show in terms of her beliefs a lot of people find the things that she has said offensive some people support her so I will preface that by saying not everyone thinks that she's offensive however last week ABC thought that her tweets were offensive enough to cancel the show and so last week Roseanne tweeted that Valerie Jarrett, who was a former President Obama aide during his campaign, she was one of his advisors, so to speak. Roseanne tweeted that she looked like the child of the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes if they had a baby. And I will say that Valerie is African-American, so obviously this is highly, highly offensive. For years, other people would call African-American people apes as a way to demean them obviously calling someone an animal is just demeaning. I don't even think I need to sit down and explain how absolutely racist, demeaning, horrible, something like that is to say about another person, especially an African-American, because there's so much history behind that phrase that I'm not going to even get into, but it is highly, highly offensive. Well, this was a huge deal and this was a thing that did it for Roseanne, which obviously makes sense. The president of ABC's entertainment section is actually a african-american woman she got wind of this and she said absolutely not we are canceling the show and so almost immediately the show was canceled they put out a statement saying we do not agree with anything has said we understand that it's offensive and we're not going to tolerate this her show is canceled that's it and so there was obviously more fallout after this the big thing being her show was canceled but also she was dropped from her agency as well and people are really really upset with with Roseanne, she, in my personal opinion, has tainted her career for the rest of her life. I don't know what would possess her to say something like that, and other people are thinking the same way. They're very, very confused as to why she thought that it was okay to put something like that out there into the public. But nonetheless, she is definitely facing the repercussions of it. And in my opinion, I am so proud of ABC. Like I said, this show was huge for them. This was their money maker, and by them saying, you know what, we don't care how much money it made we're going to cancel it anyways because we have morals and it doesn't matter behavior comes first and if our stars are tweeting crazy things like this they have to go we're not going to tolerate that i applaud abc so much for that it's definitely the right thing to do here but oftentimes you will find that networks you know if they have a problematic celebrity but that celebrity is making them money they'll slap them on the wrist and just say eh, it's okay but abc did not do that and i think that that was such a noble thing for them to do that was the right thing for them to do and as someone who if say i had to choose between abc and another network i would keep that decision in mind that they said no To the money and they stood for morals, they stood for something. I would choose to watch ABC personally as a viewer. Now, the one thing that I will say is that I do not feel bad for Roseanne at all. She, this is what she had coming. She let her words ruin her career. I think she's a very smart woman and she knows the weight that her words carry. So therefore, I have no sympathy for her. Whatever happens, you know, the show being canceled, she had it coming. I don't feel bad. But what I do feel bad for is the rest of her cast, John. Goodman the rest of the kids who took time out of their schedules to come back and do the reboot they were having fun the crew the camera people anybody that was involved with this project is now out of a job and for some people you know they thought that this was this show was going to be their livelihood for the next couple years the show I don't know if I mentioned this but the show wasn't originally renewed for two more seasons and so people thought you know okay I'm good I have a job and in the media industry it's not like a normal job where you just go to work day after day year after year you're on different sets you have different jobs and so now these people have to start from scratch and that is so unfair in my opinion even more selfish of Roseanne because she was not thinking about the people that the show supported When she said these crazy outrageous things and now people don't have jobs and that's really sad when you're playing with someone's livelihood. People have families, people have kids, people have obligations that they have to pay for and that's why they go to work every day and now they don't have jobs and so for that, that makes me very sad that someone's actions on top of the fact that they would think it's okay to say something so racist and ignorant on top of all of that, they have just now ruined someone else's livelihood their income and so that is so selfish and the big thing now people were saying is oh well they can do a spin-off without roseanne but in my personal opinion the entire thing is just tainted it just needs to go away completely i feel so bad for the actors of supporting cast but I don't know that as a viewer of ABC I would watch a a reboot or a spinoff. It's just been done too many times. It's been tainted with her horrible words unfortunately and I think anything having to do with Roseanne, the show, it just has to go and they have to start from scratch doing something completely different. And as for Roseanne herself, people were saying will she work again? Will she work again? I personally don't think that she will work again. When you're dropped by one of the biggest television networks, ABC, I just don't think that you're gonna you're gonna work again who's gonna hire you knowing that you're problematic and you like to tweet racist ignorant things about people that are extremely hurtful like if I was her boss I definitely would not hire someone like that because it's too much of a risk factor and say you know, you start making a lot of money and you have someone say something crazy and problematic, you have to fire them. That just creates a whole mess for everybody. And nobody wants that. You can be the best actor in the world, but if you don't bring poison, good behavior, no one's going to want to hire you. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So this is a very unfortunate situation for everyone. I would like to mention that Valerie Jarrett spoke out herself saying, you know what? She's fine. It is not a big deal. She has people around her that love and support her and call Comments like that don't get to her. So obviously she's taken the high road, which is so amazing. She really is a woman who knows how to carry herself. And I'm so thankful for that. So who knows what's going to happen with Roseanne? She has a farm in Hawaii. People are saying she's just going to go back there and settle down. Not engage in the acting world anymore which I think is best for her because I don't know that her name is going to carry the same weight it's going to carry the same respect because of the things that she unfortunately has chosen to say so with that being said that is all I have to say about the Roseanne situation and we are going to move on to a celebrity breakup involving Scott Disick and Sophia Ritchie. So if you have not heard, the couple broke up as of June 1st, so pretty recently. And it is because once again, Scott was caught cheating. Now, if you remember when Scott Disick was dating Kourtney Kardashian, he has three kids with her. It was constantly cheating. It was drinking. It was partying. Their relationship was very problematic. And from a viewer's perspective, it definitely had to do more with Scott and his issues, his cheating, his drinking, that sort of thing. So fast forward, he gets into a relationship with Sofia Richie, who is the daughter of Legendary singer Lionel Richie. Love him. And so Sophia Richie was 19. She is 19 years old and she's dating Scott, who is 34. So right from the get go, people were kind of suspicious of this relationship just because that is quite a big age difference. I myself am 19 and I could not imagine dating a 34 year old. However, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that when you are a celebrity kid, you live such a fast life that you grow up way faster than, say, the normal person would. You deal with different things. That lifestyle, that Hollywood lifestyle is very different. It matures you faster. So who knows? Maybe she was mature and dating a 34 year old to her was not that weird. Who knows? However, the pair dated for a long time. They were seen on vacation together. And in the past couple months, Sophia was actually seen with Scott and Courtney's kids together. And sometimes it was just Sophia and the kids out doing things. So obviously she had been introduced to the kids. The kids knew, you know, this is dad's girlfriend. It was a very public thing, like I said. However, Scott was recently caught partying and drinking and flirting with other girls. In Miami... And that kind of brought up some red flags. But then things got worse, actually. So a couple of days ago, Kanye West had his album release party in Wyoming. He had been recording there and he kind of put the album together out there. So people came out and supported and listened to the album. And Scott was there. He actually stepped into the Shade Room, which is a Instagram page, very big Instagram page. And they cover a lot of celebrity news and things like that. So he had made a post with them saying, hey, you know, I'm here. He was on Kim Kardashian's Snapchat. But later, these pictures emerged of him cuddled up, hugging on some girl that was clearly not Sophia Richie and everyone was very confused. They were like, what is going on? And apparently Sophia was very confused as well because she broke up with him right after those pictures surfaced. She was just done reportedly with his cheating, with his drinking. First it was in Miami, then he was cuddled up on some girl in Wyoming at the party, which might I add is very strange because Kanye was there, Kim was there, and it was just, that's a very weird dynamic to be cheating on your girlfriend at the party where people that you know were there I don't know that whole situation is very strange but nonetheless he was cheating on Sophia she got wind of it and she said you know what I am done this is too much and honestly I would like to say good for you girl Scott has had a very long history with drinking and partying and cheating and this played out on keeping up with the Kardashians quite a bit and I think it's obvious that this is something that he needs help with and he's not getting the correct help he needs and I felt like Sophia felt like she could save him you know or or be that help that he needed but it's obviously not working and so she decided to call it quits and good for her you know what I mean she's so young she doesn't need to tie herself down with all that baggage, that's a lot to handle. And when you're so young, you want to live life and have fun and not settle down in that way and have to deal with those things if you don't have to. And apparently it's evident that she didn't want to. So she decided to call it quits. And I don't know if this is going to be a forever thing. I don't know if they're going to get back together or what's going to happen. They've never had breakup rumors before. You know, some couples break up and then they get back together and they break up. This does not seem to be one of those situations. I think that they are done for good. Either way, I wish them both the best. I think Sophia can get out and live her life with her friends that are her age and have fun. And hopefully Scott can, you know, kind of pull it together for his kids and for his family. You know what I mean? They're counting on him and you can't be of help to other people if you can't help yourself. So with that being said, I just wish him the best and I really hope that he can get it together. And who knows, maybe they will get back together in the future once he figures things out. But as of right now, Sophia said, no, thank you. I am done. And so the time has actually come to say Goodbye. That is going to be the end of Lounge with Lex. I know I said it, but I want to say it one more time. Thank you so much to anyone who has tuned in and who has listened to any arts and culture or any KWVA new shows at all. It has been such a pleasure to be able to sit down here and talk about things that I really enjoy. And I will see you guys not next week, but next year. Lounge with Lex will be back. So I wish everyone a great week 10 and a great week 11. And that is going to do it for me, guys. Bye.
0: We are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say.
1: We want you to be okay. Enroll, we say. Take care, people, for goodness sake. Health insurance is now affordable and covers prescriptions, hospitalizations, and preventive care. Visit getcoveredamerica.org to learn more.
0: And take care, people.
1: Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council.
2: It's your girl, Amira, coming back with another episode of Generation Radio to give you all things hip-hop and pop culture. Now, last week, you didn't hear from me. I was busy handling midterms and things of that nature, but I'm back, and we got a lot of good news going on, especially in regards to hip-hop. First topic, Drake is going on tour once again, and I said this as well. I actually predicted this. I said that if he was going to release an album, it would be in June. And if he was going to go on tour it was going to be in june as well if you haven't heard by now drake is releasing an album in june it's going to be titled scorpion not really sure what that's referencing or what he wants it to symbolize maybe it's like there's a lot of snakes i don't know when i think of scorpions i think of something that's going to bite you so excited to see that that's going to be coming out next month now if you're wondering what drake has decided to call this tour It is going to go by Aubrey and the Three Amigos. Now, it sounds pretty corny when you say it out loud, but I'm very excited. It's Drake and the Amigos. The Amigos have had a very successful year. Drake seems like he always has a good year, even though he didn't release an album this year, which he will next month. You know, he's on a lot of singles, a lot of features, just still making himself relevant to hype up for next month. The tour is going to span five months and then it's going to end in Atlanta with two shows. Of course, it has to end in Atlanta. That's where the Migos are from. Drake has a lot of respect for Atlanta, obviously, that whole down south area. So after we hear the album and then we see, you know, how that plays out, we'll know if this tour is going to be lit or not. I honestly think it probably will be lit. Speaking of one of his singles, he just released. Well, not technically his single, but he's featured on it. And if you know Drake, anytime he does a feature, he's always the first person you have to hear in the feature. If we're being honest, it just becomes Drake's song. So he has a song with Little Baby called Yes Indeed. According to Drake's lyrics, it was produced by Wayne. And I'm just going off of what he said in the song. I like the song. I think it's going to be a really big hit. Maybe not as big as Drake's um, God's plan or nice for what, but I think it's going to be a nice little vibe that's just going to stay around, definitely for the summer. It has a nice bounce to it. I'm really feeling the beat. So that's just making me more excited for next month, as well as all these announcements. And he's been posting some little subtle stuff on his Instagram as well. So just raising that hype for what's coming next month. Next month is going to be so busy. There's so much coming out. From all of the Kanye West projects that he says is coming out. And then on top of that you have Drake. Nicki Minaj said that she's releasing something. It's a lot. But I'm ready for it. Speaking of Kanye West though. He recently posted to Twitter. Because you know he's always on Twitter nowadays. He posted the track list for him and Kid Cudi's collaboration album. Um, If you don't know they have a collaboration album coming next month. The title for it is supposed to be Kids See Ghosts. Not sure what that's all about. I'm pretty sure it's going to be some nice vibes on that. Maybe more so on the Kid cutty side. I don't think we're going to get any of that old Kanye back, especially with the way that Kanye has been acting. Not going to comment on that, though. But if you know, you know. The only reason we're still rocking with Kanye right now is because of the old Kanye. And that's all I'm going to say. But basically, in the track list, if you look at the video, the song titles include Feel the Love, Ghost Town, Reborn, and a few other tracks. Lists that I can't really read just because the it's handwritten and my eyes aren't that great but From the looks of it. I honestly don't really know what to get. I I I don't even like judging track lists Honestly, the only time I'll really judge a track list is if it has like people who are featured on it and I'm like Okay So we're gonna expect to see this person I'm wanting to see like what that collaboration sounds like but like when it's just names I don't really know what we're supposed to get from a track list, but other than that It's got people excited for it, and that's all that matters. There's a lot of people, though, that have been doubting whether or not all these albums that Kanye West is predicting is going to come out, but we're just going to have to wait and see. June is literally two weeks away, and we'll just go from there. But since I'm speaking on Kanye West, and I referenced the old Kanye West, the one who was all about, you know, the empowerment of Black people and whatnot, let's talk about Childish Gambino. He's obviously been A huge topic of conversation lately his song this is america i like the song this is america i love the video there's so much symbolism in that video that it's like i've watched it so many times and i listen to the song a lot of times too and just like try and like listen to the lyrics as well and replay the video in my head to think like okay what does he really mean and i like that childish gambino is letting this song be open to your own interpretation like He's not going to tell you what he meant. He said what he said. He shared it with you. Now you need to dissect it and see, okay, what do you think? And there's a lot of theories. Some of them, I believe some of them, I'm like, I didn't really see it, but that's what you see. So that's a nice theory to hear. Other than that, I feel like Childish Gambino is getting what he wants. And that's just the conversation. And it's always good to have conversation. But one of the main reasons I'm bringing up Childish Gambino is because his song, This Is America, is number one on the Billboard Hot 100. And that's according to chart data. And that's interesting because obviously Drake has had the number one spot for a few weeks. So to see that a song this empowering that has so much to it than just the song, like you have to really look at the video, you have to look at the dance moves, you have to look at what he's saying what's going on behind him, to really understand what he's trying to say. I know when I first watched it, I didn't see a lot of things. Like I didn't notice that a person had fell or according to some people, he didn't even fall, he jumped. I didn't see that at first. I've seen the white horse at first, but I didn't know what it meant. And then like the pose he did, it's just so much. It's a great video. And it's definitely sending a message, this is America. And it's up to you to really just say, what do you consider America to be and just do that deep dive into the video. Switching gears a little bit, Spike Lee's Jordan Peele produced Black Klansman finally has released a trailer. Now, if you don't know, this movie is about the first black detective in Colorado who is trying to infiltrate the KKK. And by doing that, he is using one of his fellow officers to help him infiltrate the kkk because obviously if you're black you can't infiltrate the kkk he's using him to do that this is based on a true story and it features ron Stalworth, who's from ballers and we also have flip zimmerman i'm really interested to see what this movie has to offer because one jordan peele he made get out and that's like a real life horror film and then you have spike lee well respected he gave us malcolm x he gave us school days. She's got a habit. He's just a legend when it comes to movies. So seeing these two come together, especially at a time right now, with a movie called Black Klansmen, I'm interested. I really want to know what this movie is about. I want to see how it goes. Very optimistic for it. Really interested to see what these two have to do. You have a young director, producer who's Sort of fresh in the game, not really, but he's not as old as Spike Lee, who's well-seasoned, but at the same time, maybe doesn't know how to connect to the newer audience right now. So this will be a nice pair. Black Klansman is expected to come out August 10th. And from there, we'll see if this is the flop or if it lives up to Get Out's name. It might not even be anything like Get Out, actually, from the trailer i seen. It seems like a little bit really more on the comedy side not any horror related stuff it is a true story it definitely needs to be told right getting into my last topic now everybody knows Nas and kalis they've been going through some child support battles for a little bit and tmz recently got a hold of Nas's finances i personally do not like to get involved when people are going through the whole child support thing like that's their business But according to reports, um, Nas is giving Khalees at least $8,000 a month. And for Khalees, she is saying that that is not enough anymore. So they're in a battle. And with battle, it gets really ugly. His documents are, well, public information. And I honestly don't even want to say what's on those documents. Just know we know how much he makes. We know how much he's spending. We know how much he got in his bank account right now. And I don't even want anybody knowing that about me and I don't make nowhere near a million. So I can just understand how he feels, but that's what's going on right now with Nas. Um, If there's some good news for Nas, let's just say he's supposed to release an album next month that Kanye West produced and interested in hearing that more so than interested in hearing about his child support drama that he got going on. But you have to report it. It's big news, especially since a lot of people might want to clown him, I don't know. That's a lot of money to me based on the numbers that I saw. But for somebody like, you know, a billionaire, they're probably like, wow. Other than that, Nas is still a legend. He's still that guy. He still made Illmatic, stillmatic. And on that note, I'm going to end it right there. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Generation Radio. I'm Amira to give you all things hip hop and pop culture.
0: Make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space.
1: The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be
0: prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. That wraps up this week's arts and culture here on KWVA Eugene. Thank you so much for being here with me today. In the last minute or so, I would love to say a quick thank you to my awesome arts and culture team. You guys are just the best, and it's been an immense pleasure to work with all of you. Alexis and Amira were both so consistent this whole year putting out content, and they both successfully pitched and run their own shows, so I can't wait to see what they will do in the future. Bo has put together some wonderful long-form content and has been an absolute pleasure to work with. And Brad is new to us, but always, always, always has great new ideas for engagement. And as a sophomore, he is our new director of social media and outreach. So congratulations to you, Brad. This is my final sign-off, assuming I don't do a broadcast next week. And I might, so who knows. But KWVA will always be my favorite radio station. I love it here, and I love you guys. So with that, I'll say this has been Arts and Culture here on University of Oregon's one and only campus radio station, KWVA Eugene, 88 point wonderful.